0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is Primetime Tuesday. Tuesday. I am your host, Austin Lane. I am at Central Washington University. This is episode four, and if my voice sounds a little different, there's good reason. We are finally up with the brand new studio mic in the recording studio, a.k.a. my room on the dorm. And do you guys hear something? Do you hear something in the background? I think I heard something. What is that? And making his return back to the mic, Max Madeleine Yes, that's right. And the right. crowd's going wild. Calm down, everyone. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down, everyone. Calm down. Calm down. That's right. We finally got both of us doing the podcast. Hey, can I just say something? Yeah, go ahead. Doesn't that music just get you hyped for that's this podcast? That's what I podcast? said on the last podcast. Gee willikers. It just gets you your blood going. You know, and I'm just ready to podcast with you, bro. I'm ready. I'm ready to podcast with you, bro. I'm ready. I'm ready. Shout out to everyone listening right now. We all love you for the support, and we're ready to dig in on some topics, and let's go. All let's right. Let's go. First topic. First topic. We're just going to jump right in just like that? Just jump right all in All right, there. just like that. Let's go. Um, Here's something I want to talk about. I want to talk about, here's the question, NCAA football. Broken or not broken? Playoffs. Broken. Committee is broken. They don't know how to line up the polls. They don't know who to put where in the numbers. I mean, Alabama's obviously number one. They look like they're unbeatable. They, the closest game they're going to have all year is against Auburn, I believe, in the Iron Bowl in the last week. But then after that, everything is all sorts of messed up. I can understand Ohio State at two. But how do you drop Michigan one spot after losing to an unranked team? You know, I, I can't – this is all I'm going to say. I thought of this. I've heard comments on this. You don't see two weeks out of March Madness, the committee gets together and says, all right, here's all the teams in the tournament. So why do we do it? Why do we do it in college football? Why do we do it? Why do, they, why do 12 people sit in a room and say, all right, these are the teams in the playoffs? Let the teams play and let the teams show you who's in the playoffs. I think the rankings don't matter until you go into rivalry week, the last week of the regular season. I think everything up until then doesn't matter. It's just a number. But then once you finally end the regular season and you go into your respective conference championship game, after that, that is when you should have a top four, no matter what. But right now, I think the numbers don't matter because at the end of the year, Michigan's going to have to play Ohio State anyways. So are they going to be in the top four after one of them loses a second game? Well, I don't know. See, here's the thing. With the record, you said that you don't think the record should matter until going into Rivals Week, but the panel, they don't see it that way. Well, they just see them as numbers right now. Teams aren't teams. They're numbers. See, NCAA is all about coaching. That's what it's about. But coaches can't coach. If you start a season one and two, your season's done. Your season's done. NCAA, it's it's the best coaching league in all of... Sports. I agree. That's where coaches transform players into champions. I agree. Nick Saban, Urban Meyer, Jim Harbaugh, Chris Peterson. All of them. Those are some of the best coaches in the country. They take teenagers and turn them into NFL machines. See, that's what the coaches are doing. The playoff committee is making these teenagers a number on their back. If you lose, you're going down. If you win, you're going up. That's how it's been all year. This last week, so many teams lost, they didn't even go down. They went down one or two spots. Well you're, well, you're only undefeated teams, Alabama. Yeah. The rest, you you have one lost teams in there. Yes, yes. All I'm saying is, is they need... I like the playoff idea. I personally think they should make it an eight-team selection. That's what I agree. I agree. But a lot of people are saying, well, if you make it 18, they're going to make it 12-team. And then what they're worried about is you're making these kids play more games. And these kids don't get play, paid, and there's more risk of them getting hurt. Everyone's worried about the kids getting hurt. And they're saying, well, you guys are so worried. Why are you making them playing more games? I have an idea other than making it an eighteen team playoff. Listen, listen to this idea. It might sound weird at first. Just let me explain it. A five-team playoff. Okay? Five-team. Five-team. You have the top five conferences. ACC, Big 12, Big 10, SEC, Pac-12. Each of those conferences produces a champion at the end of the year, no matter what. So that's five teams right there. Then I say you have your two team play your five team. Your three team play your four team. And then the winner of the three and four plays the one. The one gets a first-round bye. The one seed gets a first-round bye. And then you have the two other teams play each other to play the number one team. Does that make more sense? Um. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I don't know if I necessarily agree with the five team. Well, that way you're producing the top five conferences and their champions. Because Alabama's already a powerhouse. You already know. Right now, they, there's no team comparable to Alabama right now, I don't think. So you're going to give them a bye? The best team gets a bye? The best team gets What's a the bye. F- Say you go undefeated and you win the SEC championship, which is what Alabama will probably do this year. You deserve a bye over a team that lost once or lost twice and still won their conference championship. Yeah, but I don't want to see the number one team sit out. I want to see them play. They're the number one team. That's the best team in NCAA. I want to see them play. I want to see them hit. You're seeing them play right now, but they're playing the fourth team, which is the apparently barely got in by the committee. You're seeing them play the, the team that the committee said is going to be the worst team, even though last year they put Ohio State at four and they beat Alabama in the first round. Mm, there's always a chance for an upset, though. People love underdogs. Underdogs is what makes sports. Yeah, the first year of the playoff, the 4 seed Ohio State ended up winning the whole thing. I know. So, All I'm saying is that I just really think that this playoff system needs you know, a couple adjustments. I think it's a good start, though. I think they're figuring it out. Um, but I definitely do think there's room for improvement. Right. You know what I'm saying? Good enough for me. All right, shall we move on to next topic? Next topic, next topic. <laughs> next topic, I want to ask you, what is your NFL top five teams? My power rankings? Your You're power about to hit me with the power your top rankings. Five power rankings. All right, folks, now I know with our big audience, I'm going to get calls in saying, Max, why'd you pick those teams? Because there's a lot of you out there listening right now. I know it, all 12 of you, or two probably. <laughs> um, all right, here's my power rankings. Gosh, I just go back and think of that pump-up music, and it just gets you ready. for It the just top gets you ready for the top five, I know, bro. I know top five. The music's the only thing I'm thinking about right, right, go right. into segment. My top five. Uh, you know, I got Dak on the fantasy team, and just for that, I'm gonna put Dallas at number one. Okay. Should we go back and forth? You want to go my number one, your number one? Sure. All if right. want do that? Let's do that. So your number one's Dallas. My number one right now, I think, is Dallas. My number one is Dallas. Okay, so we agree on Dallas. We agree on Dallas. Moving on to number two. Okay. I I know, I know they just lost to Dallas, but I'm going with Pittsburgh, baby. The black and yellow, the towels are going to be waving, baby. They're number two. Listen, hear me out. You got Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown. Those are franchise superstars, all three playing on the same team. Now, listen, they just got to figure out their fouls because, you know, Tomlin, he had an interview and he said that we just got to, you know, that's true. I really feel like once they figure out, he called it popcorn. He said they're playing like popcorn. (laughs) And I just think that's the little, you know, miscellaneous stuff. They need to clean that up. And I think if they clean that up, they're there. Okay, so if the season ended right now, you would want to have a Super Bowl with Dallas versus Pittsburgh. That's your two top teams. You would want that to be the Super Bowl? I'm saying that's my power rankings right now. Right now. Right now. End of the season. That was the question you asked me? Not end of the season. That was the question you asked me? Okay, okay. My my number two is the Oakland Raiders. Derek Carr leading them out of nowhere. I mean, we haven't seen an Oakland Raiders quarterback like Derek Carr since the 80s. They haven't had a good quarterback since the 80s. Can you name one? I can't. I can't. I can't. I just remember the Raiders... Me and my dad would have a nickname, I'm going to go take a Raider, and that was keyword for going to go take a, you know, number two. Okay. That's how bad they are. Number were. two, through nine weeks, that's how many losses they have. Hey. Two losses. I see. Seven wins. Hey. Not the best record in the NFL. No. But they look like the second best team to me. Okay. What do you have at number three? Number three, Pats. Pats Nation. You know, they took a loss to the Seahawks, but... I mean, you look at Russell Wilson's numbers compared to Tom Brady. I really just think Tom Brady had an off night that night. Okay. Russell Wilson beat him on the deep ball throws. He had better numbers. And I feel like if Tom Brady came in and it was a different night, you know, I'm we live in Washington. And, again, all the viewers are going to call me in and they're going to say, "What the? what's up with this? Where's the Seahawks on this? Sorry, Seahawks don't make it. They don't make it. Pat's had a bad night. I give Seahawks props, though, going into New England and getting that win. That was big. I said to myself, they're going to get blown out. But, uh, you know, they proved me wrong right there. All right, at number three, I do have Seattle over New England just because of the fact of how that game went. Seattle had a bad couple weeks. They couldn't run. They couldn't block. Then they go into New England, and everyone on the offensive line just comes out of nowhere. They wake up. Cam Chancellor comes back, makes a complete difference in the game. I think he's the reason we won. Um, Last play of the game, it was Cam versus Gronk in the same situation as Super Bowl 49. They threw it, they didn't win the game. We won by a touchdown. We have a tie, no one cares about that. If you make that tie a win, they're tied for the second best record in the NFL. If you make that tie a loss, they're still one game behind, and so they are tied for the third best record but I think that they're the third best team in the country right now just because of the way they played against New England in New England. Not regarding the past, it looks like they're figuring themselves out right now. In NFL.com's power rankings, they went up four spots to number two. I still have Oakland over them just because I think Oakland's a better team, And but I have Seattle at number three. I'll where tell you, you why England? you guys won in New England. Russell Wilson's numbers. Okay. Do you see him? Yes. That was only his fourth game where he's thrown over 300 yards with three TDs. He, had, he played the lights out that night, and that's what they needed. You know, I don't I don't like any Seahawks. I don't, but Russell Wilson played really well that night. Okay, understandable. Who do you have at number four? Number four, Raiders. Same reasons as you. I think Carr is playing for MVP of the league right now with Dak. I think Dak and Carr. Okay. They're playing really well. Two young quarterbacks. Two young quarterbacks. Carr's got a little bit more experience under his belt, but that's all right. He's playing good good <laughs> what are we at four your four my four new england right behind seattle just because the head-to-head matchup new england seven and two four is a little bit you know lenient on them they probably could be higher in a lot of other polls but for me they're number four just because dallas is obviously my number one Oakland looks a little bit better than Seattle, and Seattle proved that they're a little bit better than New England, so I have them at number four. Tom Brady had an off night. I can still see New England in the Super Bowl at the end of the year. Fair enough, fair enough. Number five, ooh, that's a tough, that is a tough, oh boy. I'll tell you one thing. I'm seeing Redskins pop up. I think Redskins are the most underrated team in the NFL right now. Okay. I think they're, I really think they're going to come out of nowhere. And they're going to do it. I really believe in the Redskins. Now, now, my number five, oh, that's really tough for me. That really is. Um, uh, I would say probably Falcons with Matt Ryan playing how he's playing. They had a horrible week this week. They did have a horrible week. They're down seven. But I really feel like Matt Ryan, you know, in fantasy, he's killing it. Well, yeah. I have him on my team. Well, yeah, in my fantasy league, there was a bad trade that went down. <laughs> um, I voted against it the first time, and then they uh, you know, adjusted it. And it turns out that my brother gets Matt Ryan, the best player right now in fantasy, so that was awesome. But that's my five. That's my top five. You have Falcons rounding out your top five, and I have Kansas City Chiefs rounding out my top five. Kansas City Chiefs. They came back, down 17 points against Carolina. Carolina was looking like the old Carolina. They're looking good, up 17-0. Chiefs come back and score 20 unanswered points, including a game-winning field goal. And they're 7-2. and two. And I do have the Raiders and the Chiefs both in my top five, and they're both in the same division. And then you also have the Broncos in that division. That is the toughest division in football right now. Raiders, Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers. Yep. Four good teams. If you think about it, all the other divisions, there's really just... It's either you got two powerhouse teams, one powerhouse team, and that's it. Well, the only other division I can think of that has four good teams is NFC East. They have Dallas, Washington, Philadelphia, and... That's a good... Yeah. yeah. That's a good league. They have three good teams. That is a good and division. And the Giants at the bottom of the division, who are even over 500. Yeah. So that whole division has the winning teams. But that's my top five. I got Dallas, Oakland, Seattle, New England, Kansas City. You had Dallas. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Number three was New England. New England. Four was Raiders. And five was Fountains. Falcons. You right. heard it here first. Prime time. 30 baby even though we're not going to the 30 baby but that's all right baby because we're talking it up and we're chatting it up what are we at right now we're at 16 minutes 16 minutes all right let's move topics all right give me a little briefing on the lebron situation what happened with lebron this week phil jackson the whitest nba man i know owner of the new york knicks Called LeBron James' group a posse. How do you feel about that? You know, if anyone knows me, Ethan McGinley, he's probably not going to listen to this podcast, but he knows that I I think, I'll say it right now on the first. He needs to call in as a guest caller. Ethan McGinley? Yeah, well, I have a few guest callers in mind. Okay. And we can do that next week if you want to. Let's do it. All right, now listen. Anyone who knows me knows that I think LeBron James, you know this, you've heard me say it, I think LeBron James is the best player to ever live. Okay. So therefore, I have very high respect for that man. I like the Cavs. They're probably my favorite NBA team. The way he handled this situation, he's mad because of the word posse. Now, I don't want to get too political, but I just feel like I just feel like he, uh, I don't know. Can we pull up? Can you pull up the definition of posse real quick? Because yeah. in his interview, he referred to the definition of posse. Okay. Now, the Google definition of posse is a body of men, typically armed, summoned by a sheriff to enforce oh the law. <laughs> oh boy, <I've> been, <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I I didn't even know that was the definition. <laughs> that of posse. all right? Now I get what that changes my whole view on it. Uh, LeBron in his interview said that if you look up the word posse, that is not. How he has defined his crew that is r- rose with him to power. I never knew that that is what posse meant. When I was listening to my posses on Broadway, I thought it was just a group of guys walking down Broadway. Yep. Apparently, they're armed and ready to enforce the law for a I sheriff. thought, when I thought of posse, I thought of, you know, you got in Greeks, you got the greasers, and they're yeah, the posse. that's the posse. You know what? But then you look it up, and the true definition is not what LeBron James is. Now, was was. Wa- now, I was watching LeBron's interview, and... He was, you could tell what he was trying to get at. He was trying to say that if he was talking about a white basketball player, he wouldn't have used the word posse. Mm-hmm. LeBron tried to sugarcoat it and try to not make it sound like that. But as a viewer, I could tell that's what he was getting at. Um, what do you think of that? Do you think that that's that's a? I think if you see Steve Nash walking down the street with his investors and his, you know, assigned bankers and you know his group of guys. I'm not saying, oh, there's Steve Nash and his posse. And then if I see LeBron James, it's just sad to me that someone would call LeBron James' group of guys a posse. Yeah, I see. They're obviously not. They're obviously not. That was the first. You heard it right here. That was, we read that. That was our first time ever reading that definition. And you saw our reactions. I see where LeBron's coming from right now. I came into that topic with a totally different perspective on it. Let's pull up LeBron James' interview of how he felt after that. Bill Jackson would have used that same term if um, he was doing business with someone else, um, you know, and, and um, you know, working with another team, or if he was uh, working with anybody in sports that was owning a team that wasn't African-American and they had a group of guys around him that he didn't agree with what they did, I don't think he would have called him a possum. All right, so that's what he has to say. That's what he has to say. He's saying that if he wasn't a group of African American men, that he wouldn't have called them a posse. Do you agree with that? Um, you know that I guess that's just a question. That's not a question for me to answer, because I'm not. I'm. I don't know. All I'm gonna say is that. Do you think? Do you think that he, when he he knew the definition of the word posse? When he said it?
1: No, I don't think he knew. You don't think he
0: did? I don't think he knew the definition. He might have. I think He might have known the definition, folks. He might have known the definition, I, think he, heard, he the definition, I think he just heard the song, My Posse's on Broadway. And no, just automatically, no, no, no. He did not just hear that song. I he, don't think he intended to come off as like a racially... As violent. a racist old white guy. Yeah, I don't think he intended to come off of that. But at the same time, why is he talking about it? I don't know. Why was he even talking about it? If it was, if he used that word intentional, there's problems. Yes. There's I can, problems. I can agree with that. Okay. But I do disagree with you on the fact that, like, I think he didn't know what he, like, what the definition was when he said it. You think he knew somewhat, like, that was intended, kind of? Well, I don't know if he was throwing shade. If he was throwing shade, shame on him. Yeah. You know, if he knew that definition... A body of men, typically armed, summoned by a sheriff to enforce the law. That's not LeBron James' group of guys. No. obviously. No, obviously. And that's the thing, LeBron. But if he knew that that was the definition. Than that, yeah. If someone was talking about, all right, now let's say I get, we get, I get famous. Okay. And I'm, I'm a big shot. Yep. And someone says that. You will be. My mom. Shut up. <laughs> someone says that my mom. And my dad and everyone that rose up with me, my brothers, my nephews, my sisters, if they called him a posse or some other word and I looked it up and it was offensive to me, I would be where LeBron James is at. I'd say, You don't know what we've been through. Don't call us that. Come on now. I really just wish that Phil Jackson could have taken a moment to think of any other word he could have used there. Most people would say, These are my boys. These are my guys. Hey. This is my group. Hey. This is my squad. Hey. This is my gang. Hey. I see you. But Phil Jackson used the word posse. Posse. He needs to come out and apologize. You think there's an... Ap- he needs to apologize? He needs to apologize. I think if he makes an apology, that just... That looks like it it was wrong. People, I don't think he should apologize. People like I think he you should... are debating all over the country if it was wrong or not. He needs to come out and publicly apologize and say... Look, I didn't mean this for it, for it to be, you know, wrong. But if he did, he wouldn't apologize. I think if he doesn't apologize, then it was meant to... LeBron James. no. no, no. Yeah, that's how I feel. I just think it... I just think... I think this whole situation will cool down over time. I think it will. He just needs to not... He just needs to do his own thing. Okay. All we, right. We have our different opinions on that. All right. Are we going to closing statements? Closing statements. No, not yet. Not yet. We're I got, at, I got we were one, at 16. I got one more question. Oh, what are we at? What are, what we, are at? we at? I got one more question I don't want my yet. grandma Mary to go to sleep on this. <laughs> <laughs> one more question. All right. Would you? Well, no, no. That's too easy of an answer. That's too easy of an answer. Let me rephrase my Damn, question. I don't even know what you're trying to ask me. Okay. Do you think this fight will happen? Floyd Mayweather, Boxing versus Conor McGregor? I think... Oh, that is a good question, and that's something I wanted to hit on. Okay. These two are going back and forth. With the with, trash talk. With the trash talk. But here's... Uh, I think the trash talk is going to keep going, and I think things are going to heat up. Now, a couple weeks down the road, I might be totally wrong. This could be the end of it. Just these the elephant and the ant comment. By Mayweather, uh, and then uh, McGregor gets interviewed and says, "Come say it to my face," mm-hmm. and he puts the fight out there. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: if Mayweather goes under boxing rules, you and me were listening to that. If he goes under boxing rules and Conor McGregor knocks him out, his whole career and legacy—it's not what it could have been. It's not what it could have been. Now, if McGregor—if McGregor gets knocked out, mm-hmm. or Mayweather wins by decision. Conor says oh we were under boxing rules no big deal I don't think we've seen any hype like this since Manny Pacquiao can you agree with that statement hype just over them smack talking over Floyd Mayweather wanting so much money for a fight and Manny Pacquiao is like a humble guy I think Conor McGregor is like the exact opposite I think you have Manny two. Pacquiao. You have two egos that are the biggest egos in the world going at it right now. In two different sports that are respectively fighting, but they're two different types of fighting. I think if Conor McGregor fights Floyd Mayweather, he won't win. I don't think he would win in a boxing match. Conor, oh, I. That's probably one of the big biggest disagreements I've ever had with you. Okay. Those little punches that Mayweather would be throwing at McGregor would be. Nothing to him. Not little they punches. would be like little hits from my nephew Jack. Or my nephew Blake. Yeah, Blake, I said that. <laughs> Come see me. Those punches that Mayweather is throwing are little hits. Are compared- enough to knock out people in boxing. No, listen to me. The equipment used in boxing compared to UFC is completely different. So is the. Technology. You have your UFC gloves and you have your boxing gloves. McGregor is fighting guys... He's getting kicked to the head. There's no way that Mayweather's going to have enough punching force to knock him out. There's no way. There's no way. McGregor has moved up in weight class. He's gotten hit from guys that he's not used to getting hit with. There's no way in hell that Mayweather would beat McGregor. And I'm not saying that just because I'm a McGregor fan. I'm saying that because that that's how it is. I'm telling you, that's how it is. I'm not a Floyd fan, but he would beat McGregor in a boxing match. No, no, that, that's so wrong. That's so here's wrong. Why, here's that's why. That's so wrong. Here's why. You have a guy like Manny Pacquiao, who everyone thought could have a chance to beat Floyd He Florida runs Mayweather. away from his opponents. That The Manny Pacquiao exactly. and Mayweather fight, it was the worst pay-per-view. I That's saw. because Manny Pacquiao, when Floyd ran away and started hugging him and d- just dodging everything... Manny Pacquiao didn't go for the attack because he was afraid of getting countered with punches. If McGregor goes on the attack when Floyd's trying to run away in a boxing ring, Floyd has never faced an opponent that has tried to come after him with punches. I think if he finally fights someone like Conor McGregor, who's totally aggressive, I think he counters with punches and knocks McGregor out. No. I think so. I'll close this argument right now. That fight will not happen. Because Mayweather will be too scared of losing. He's and gonna and be McGregor too scared too of losing. Money. McGregor said he wants 100 million for the fight to happen. That's not happening. They haven't come out with the numbers for this last pay-per-view for UFC. I don't know the numbers for the last one precisely. I think it was somewhere around six million. He got so 100 million. I think he would take 40. I think he would take 35, 30. Who would who would run this? Boxing or UFC? Boxing. boxing. If boxing it's under boxing, it? if it's under boxing rules, boxing would, would do. Would Dana White have any part of it? Yeah. I think so. Cuz when <laughs> Brock Lesnar went I mean, from, this is something we've never seen. We've never seen a full-blown UFC fighter going against a full-blown boxer. We've never would seen Would it that. be an official boxing match or would it be a celebrity match? It would be official. It would be Ram and under boxing rules. You know, it'd probably be at the MGM Grand or somewhere in Las Vegas so Mayweather can get all his popularity and all his money. Think of how much hype they would do. I think know. Of the, think of McGregor, those two at the weigh-ins or the press conferences. I think that would be the most watched press conference in weigh-in in boxing history. Even more than Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier, you know, classics. Well, yeah, I would agree with that too. I'm just saying I don't season. think the fight will ever happen. I don't. I don't either, but if it Unless does, McGregor really says something to get under Mayweather's if, skin. If it happens, how much would you pay to watch that pay-per-view? What's the most uh, you would pay to watch that? Well, I'm not. What's the least and the most? The least I would pay? Yeah. Well, free. But they're not going to have it free. What's the most you would pay to watch that? The most I would pay. I was going to say least. That's kind of an iffy question. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to say on the air that um, I would much rather illegally stream it, because that's illegal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, um, I would pay uh, the most I could do. Just me, singly, no... Just you, Well, if you, if you and at me the, didn't want to split it out in the living room. If you looked at the price of the pay-per-view where Floyd Mayweather is boxing Conor McGregor, and the price said this number, you would pay for it. See, the thing is, if it was too high, I could just watch the highlights on Facebook or something after it comes out. Yeah. But so the question is, do you you'd be w- missing one of the biggest boxing matches in history. The question is, do you want to witness the biggest? What's the price that you would like to witness? What's the price you want to see? Uh, I would say the highest I would go e- is one hundred. That's what I was gonna say. One hundred dollars. I can. I don't think I could do anything higher than that. Say five guys want to watch the fight, and it's a hundred bucks. That's twenty dollars each. Count. Twenty dollars each. Easy. And if one guy's balling, he says, hey, I'll I cover, can you. cover you, bro. $40. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Does not have to be 50 50 split? No, not at all. 60 40. All right, let's close this B up. And we'll come back next week with a bigger and badder show. As usual. As usual. This was my first podcast serious ever since our uh, old, you know, first episode, singing. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> oh, no more of that. No more of that. Um, Alright, so that was it. That was episode four, five, four? four? Four. Episode four in the books. Episode four in the books. This was your boy, Max Manley. Felt good to be in the booth with Austin's room, which is very clean, by the way, folks. I highly suggest you getting in here and taking a look at it. Honey buns on the desk, boy. Hey, I get hungry at night. Sometimes. Hey, hey, munchie. We're at college. Hey, we're poor. Hey, honey buns. Hey, cost how much a box? Like two fifty, bro. Less than that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Less buy than honey that. buns. We're I in don't college. buy honey buns. If any of my listeners want to send a box of cup of noodles my way, go ahead. Hey, all four hundred thousand of you, I see them. <laughs> <laughs> all the viewers. One day, hopefully, probably not. Hopefully, we'll have more viewers. We got to get likes, we got to get shares, we got to get comments, we got to get feedback, we got to get criticism, we're accepting of all that stuff, but for now, this is it. But for now, this is it. This is it. I'm your host, Austin Lane, and Max Manley, and this was Primetime (laughs) 31.30.